Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerba. Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, everybody. I think that's that's uh, Michael from The Office. That's one of his lines. My wife loves The Office. Uh, one year for, I think it was her birthday. Maybe it was Christmas. Uh, I bought her the uh, the box set of the entire series of The Office, and she she's like, "This is the best gift you've ever given me." Uh, it's not, it's not roses. It's not, uh, you know, all lovey-dovey stuff. It's the box set of the office. Um, <laughs> I love it. So she, um, yeah, she she loves the office. And uh, actually, for for this podcast, we've had to really limit our amount of streaming time. So we haven't been using the normal streaming platforms like. Disney Plus or YouTube or, um, you know, Netflix, any of those other ones very much because uh, she, she was willing to make the sacrifice and I was obviously willing to make the sacrifice. But because of the, the podcast and especially the videos that I'm making, the ones on YouTube, it takes a lot of our, a lot of our Wi-Fi data every month in order to do all those uploads. And, um, we were like hitting, hitting our max on our Wi-Fi. So I think we only, we only get like 200 gigs a month or something for Wi-Fi. Uh, so we said, okay, we got to cut back on the streaming. So we've been watching a lot more DVDs of things, which has been fun. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I think it's been, it's been really good. Um, you know. And good stuff. All right. Uh, I want to continue our discussion on the uh, three cardinal virtues, the virtues of faith, hope, and love. And in our last installment, we talked about the virtue of faith. Uh, and then we took a break and we talked about uh, the nature of animals, uh, beasts, as opposed to human beings, uh, because I had my dogs in the car with me. And I thought that would be fitting. Um, and so now we're going to hop back on to talking about the virtue of hope. And then next time, the plan is to talk about the virtue of love. So, and as I discussed in, in the past episode on, on faith, uh, faith and hope, I think, are often used anonymously. Like someone will say, I have faith that God will bring good out of this situation. Well, in that sense, you're actually using that term. You're using faith with the meaning of hope, right? And then, uh, I guess on the flip side, somebody might say, um, I have hope that God exists, you know, something like that. So, um, which, which could be meant with a true definition of hope, but also they could be meaning it with a definition of faith, meaning like, I have faith that God exists. Um, I take that that leap. All my, my rationality is pointing me towards the fact that God exists, 
and then I'm taking that leap in actually believing it, right? And again, like I talked about last time, our faith is not to be blind faith. We're not to have blind faith. Um, this is a faith aided by reason, um, aided by our experiences, uh, and then ultimately faith is, I would argue, an act of the will. Ultimately, it's, it's taking that little jump from saying, okay, it makes sense to me that, you know, God would exist, let's say, for example. Uh, I see all the arguments. Uh, I have had maybe some personal experiences that have helped me along the way. And then now, you know, I'm just taking that leap of faith to say, yes, God does, in fact, exist. And I think with virtually anything that we do, uh, faith is necessary. So even for an atheist, to say, well, it appears to me that God doesn't exist, and I'm not convinced by the arguments for God's existence. They have to then take a leap of faith, basically, to say, well, I don't think God does exist. Because there are certain bits of reality um, and, and, and philosophy that we can't know for sure, for 100% uh, sureness. Even, you know, there, there are people I've talked about in the past that believe in solipsism, which is the idea that all of reality is just a construct of my mind and it's not real. So, like, as I'm driving down the road, the signs I see, they're just a construct of my mind. The clouds I see, the grass I see, the road I see, the cars, it's all just a construct of my mind. So, in that sense, like, everything is a leap of faith from the solipsist if they're you know, they're basically saying, well, all my appearances are deceived, all the appearances are deceptions, right? And I just have faith that for some reason it's all going to work out. <laughs> okay? So yeah, I don't think faith in that sense is, is is escapable. I don't think we can escape it. Um, it's, it's really like an ever-present reality in human life. No matter whether you're a theist or an atheist or a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Hindu or you know whatever you might be, faith is something that is is always going to be necessary to one extent or the other. Because there are limits to our knowledge. We cannot have a hundred percent certainty on everything. Or some may argue we can't have hundred percent certainty on many things either. So all right, but how does hope play into this? I would argue that hope, you know, uh, is also has a human and a divine sort of aspect to it. There can be, I can be hopeful on a human level, you know, hopeful that uh, my business partner will follow through on their agreements, you know, and, and fulfill their contracts, right? That's a hope that I can have, a hope that someone will do something even though uh, they are not absolutely obliged to. I think that's a decent definition of hope, um, even for supernatural or divine hope. Uh, I have hope in 
God, uh, meaning I have hope in God's mercy, right? Because strictly speaking, he does not need to be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. Um, I have committed, even if I have committed the smallest transgression against uh, God, the divine, uh, he is not bound by justice to give me mercy. Right? Um, and, and the reason this is, is because any any uh, thing that we would consider a sin against God is actually a rift or a break in reality. And thus, it's, in a very real sense, it's a it's a break in God to a certain degree. Um, like, it's a relational break in God. And, and anything that, you know, God being the ultimate infinite, the ultimate eternal, the eternal one, right? God being the eternal one, if there is any sort of break or rupture or even imperfection that is introduced into uh, into God and you know God being ever present, God being you know in everything uh, by his creations upholding everything in existence, anything that is done that uh, would break with reality in some way is also a break with God. You know, if if I destroy God's creation needlessly, as we talked about last time in our episode on uh, animal realities, right? If I destroy one of God's creation needlessly, just out of malice, especially, um, then and that's a, a rift in reality and in God's creation, and thus in a, in a, in a very real way, in God himself. Um, not God per se, you know, but uh, a, an injury to what God has created is also an injury to himself. In the same way that an injury, um, if I break a potter's work of art, is pottery. That's that's an assault against the potter, and not just the pot. Right? It's kind of a, a, a more basic example there. Um, and, and so, yeah, so, so, so that's why even, like, the smallest infractions or ruptures in uh, God's creation, uh, this is why it's so important to Take care of God's creation, but also to you know, love your neighbor as yourself, um, because your neighbor is part of God's creation. It's one of God's creation, and not only one of, but the most beloved, uh, most beloved of God's creation. They're another human being. Right? So e- even the even the smallest infractions against God's creation, or you know, especially against God per se, if I'm doing something to hurt God as himself, um, that is 
definitely a much braver sort of an infraction of sin, right? Um, a break in reality. Because I'm intentionally trying to hurt my creator. Um, that creates, that, that brings forth a, an injustice in the world, in, in reality, against the infinite, the eternal one. And any sort of imperfection or break in the eternal one is, therefore, an eternal break, an eternal rupture, an eternal sin, right? We have, even for our smallest sin, we have no uh, right to mercy because they have, they have uh, injured, in a way, uh, the divine reality, God. They have injured the eternal one, and therefore, that's an eternal injury that cannot be healed save by that eternal one himself. So, like, think about it. If I break an infinite line that's going forever, I break it. That's, that's an infinite break. Like, I've broken what it is. Even if it's just in one spot, um, I have broken what that line is. I've broken the nature of that line as itself being an eternal line. And so, therefore, only something with eternal power would be able to uh, heal an eternal break. And this is the whole concept of, you know, why God needed to become man, why the incarnation needed to happen, why, um, why justice, really. It could only be God who could heal the break that humanity had made. And it was also only humanity that could ask for the forgiveness of God and receive that healing. So if, if God was the only one that could heal these eternal break, and humanity was the only one that could ask for forgiveness, you would need some sort of combination of divine and human in order to make that sort of reconciliation, right? And this is the argument of St. Bonaventure. Um, you can find it in his Breviloquium. I think it was part, uh, part four on the Incarnation. You can find this sort of an explanation by him there. That, that this is why the incarnation was necessary, even, um, and fitting, he says, because of the nature of the sin that was committed, you know, of the, the, by the very nature of sin itself, right? Now what's, so, yeah, I guess that would be a tangent, and I don't want to go on any more tangents here. Um, yeah, so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm building this kind of tower for you guys, so you can see what hope is, why hope is necessary, why we need the mercy of God. And why it is that even the smallest sin, smallest infraction, uh, does not deserve mercy, you know? Like, strictly speaking, it doesn't deserve mercy. Okay. So this is, this is why I have hope, you know, and all of us should have hope in God's mercy. And I think that's the, the primary, the, the primary reason for the virtue of hope is the hope in God's mercy. I can have all kinds of hope for many different sort of things, many material things, um, you know, hope that someone's going to come through on a business transaction or a contract, whatever it might be. I can even have hope in God in certain things that aren't, that aren't necessarily godly. Like, I can have hope in God that maybe he will give me a new car. <laughs> um, that would be a very immature sort of thing to hope in God about and, and a very, really imprudent thing to hope in God about because God has, God has no reason to give me give me a new car um, unless I absolutely needed it for some reason. But I think I'd be hard-pressed to say that I would absolutely need something like a new car. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, so like I, I can have hope in these not uh, like it's like an imperfect sort of a hope, right? Um, but the the most perfect kind of hope I would argue would be the hope in God's mercy, uh, knowing that He is good and that uh, even though strictly by justice He He is not required to show me mercy because of the transgressions that I have committed against Him. does show me mercy because of his goodness and his love. So yeah, I, I think that um, those are really good things to to think about, discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm laughing because it, it's just funny, like running a podcast and you're, you're trying to talk to people like you're talking to a group of people. But there's nobody in front of you, you know, I'm just sitting here in my car, talking into a microphone. Um, now, hopefully people listen to this episode, but, but um, you're not obliged to. <laughs> have mercy, right? <laughs> I have hope that you will listen to this episode. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for, for thoughts on the virtue of hope. Um, again, like I think I could do a much more deep dive into these, but these are kind of I'm just giving it off the top of my head here. Um, I know uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas in his Summa Theologica has some really good uh, tractates, you could say, on uh, on the cardinal virtues. Uh, so you could, you know, feel free to look those up. Many, many commentaries done on the cardinal virtues throughout Christian history. Uh, pretty sure Augustine has some some writings specifically dedicated to them. Who knows what else? So, all right. Uh, thanks, y'all. I will see you guys next time. Oh, um, and don't forget, uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube, on any podcast player except for SoundCloud. Uh, you can find this the Catholicism in the Car podcast on. Uh, you can find it on our website, uh, catholicisminthecar.com. You can also support us on Patreon or uh, Anchor.fm has a support page. Uh, those would be monthly subscriptions. You can also give us a one-time donation on our GoFundMe page. All of that you can find at the support page on our website. Um, there are direct links there that you can use. Uh, feel free to email me at parkerzerbachcatechesis at gmail.com. Uh, my email is on our website, policycar.com. It's also in every show note. Um, if you're looking for any sort of links, you can find those links in the show notes of any of our episodes, either on YouTube or on or on any of the podcast websites. So, yeah, good stuff, good deal. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have any ideas for future episodes. And uh, please let me know if you guys want more video podcasts. Um, it takes quite a bit more time for me to do them. Um, I would need to purchase a pretty big SD card, I think, for my phone so that I could actually 
store the videos. I don't have a lot of memory on my phone. So, you know, it just require a little more of me to do that much more um, regularly. So, if that's something you would like to see, though, uh, again, feel free to support me on any of those options on our support page. Yeah, let me know. All right, guys, have a good day. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick, please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like me on Facebook, like the Catholicism Car channel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there. Catholicism Car. Find me. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at this, at this podcast and this YouTube channel. And you can also support us on anchor.fm. There's a support button there you click on. I also have links to all of this on my website's support page at www.catholicismintheCar.com.